Section three My Library This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Librivox.org. Recording by James Shanley. Not that it matters by A. A. Milner. Section three. When I moved into a new house a few weeks ago, my books, as was natural, moved with me strong perspiring men shoveled them into packing cases and staggered with them to the van cursing caxton as they went on arrival at this end they staggered with them into the room selected for my library heaved off the lids of the cases and awaited orders the immediate need was for an emptier room together we hurried the books into the new white shelves which awaited them the order in which they stood being of no matter so long as they were off the floor armful after armful was hastily stacked the only pause being when in the curious way in which these things happen my own name suddenly caught the eye of the foreman did you write this one sir he asked i admitted it hm he said non-committally he glanced along the names of every armful after that and appeared a little surprised at the number of books which i hadn't written an easy-going profession evidently so we got the books up at last and there they are still i told myself that when a wet afternoon came along i would arrange them properly when the wet afternoon came i told myself that i would arrange them one of these fine mornings as they are now i have to look along every shelf in the search for the book which i want to come to keats is no guarantee that we are on the road to shelley shelley if he did not drop out on the way is probably next to how to be a golfer though middle-aged having written as far as this i had to get up and see where shelley really was it is worse than i thought he is between geometrical optics and studies in New Zealand scenery. Ella Wheeler Wilcox, whom I find myself to be entertaining unawares, sits beside Anarchy or Order, which was apparently sent in the hope that you will become a member of the duty and discipline movement. A vain hope, it would seem, for I have not yet paid my subscription what i found out by an english governess shares a corner with the recreations of a country parson they are followed by villette and baedeker's switzerland something will have to be done about it but i am wondering what is to be done if i gave you the impression that my books were precisely arranged in their old shelves i misled you they were arranged in the order known as all anyhow possibly they were a little less anyhow than they are now in that the volumes of any particular work were at least together but that is all that can be claimed for them for years i put off the business of tidying them up just as i am putting it off now it is not laziness it is simply that i don't know how to begin let us suppose that we decide to have all the poetry together it sounds reasonable but then byron is eleven inches high my tallest poet 
and beady my shortest is just over four inches how foolish they will look standing side by side perhaps you don't know beady but i assure you that he was a poet he wrote those majestic lines the shepherd swain of whom i mentioned made on scotia's mountains fed his little flock the sickle scythe or plough he never swayed an honest heart was almost all his stock of course one would hardly be expected a shepherd to sway a plough in the ordinary way but beady was quite right to remind us that edwin didn't either edwin was the name of the shepherd swain and yet poor edwin was no vulgar boy we are told a little further on in a line that should live well having satisfied you that beady was really a poet i can now return to my argument that an eleven-inch byron cannot stand next to a four-inch beady and be followed by an eight-inch cowper without making the shelf look silly yet how can i discard beady beady who wrote and now the downy cheek and deepened voice gave dignity to edwin's blooming prime you see the difficulty if you arrange your books according to their contents you are sure to get an untidy shelf if you arrange your books according to their size and color you get an effective wall but the poetically inclined visitor may lose sight of beady altogether before then we decide what to do about it we must ask ourselves that very awkward question why do we have books on our shelves at all it is a most embarrassing question to answer of course you think that the proper answer in your own case is an indignant protest that you bought them in order to read them and that you put them on your shelves in order that you could refer to them when necessary a little reflection will show you what a stupid answer that is if you only wanted to read them why are some of them bound in morocco and half-calf and other expensive coverings why did you buy a first edition when a hundredth edition was so much cheaper why have you got half a dozen copies of the rubaiyat what is the particular value of this other book that you treasure it so carefully why the fact that its pages are uncut if you cut the pages and read it the value would go so then your library is not just for reference you know as well as i do that it furnishes your room that it furnishes it more effectively than does paint or mahogany or china of course it is nice to have the books there so that one can refer to them when one wishes one may be writing an article on sea-bathing for instance and have come to the sentence which begins in the well-remembered words of coleridge perhaps almost too familiar to be quoted and then one may have to look them up on these occasions a library is not only ornamental but useful but do not let us be ashamed that we find it ornamental indeed the more i survey it the more i feel that my library is sufficiently ornamental as it stands any reassembling of the books might spoil the color scheme 
Baedeker's Switzerland and Villette are both in red, a color which is neatly caught up again after an interlude in blue by a volume of Browning and Javon's Elementary Logic. We had a woman here only yesterday who said, How pretty your books look, and I am inclined to think that that is good enough. There is a careless rapture about them which I should lose if I started to arrange them methodically, but perhaps I might risk this to the extent of getting all their heads the same way up. Yes, on one of these fine days, or wet nights, I shall take my library seriously in hand. There are still one or two books which are the wrong way round. I shall put them the right way round. End of section three. Recording by Jane Shanley, Bill Mass.